When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Holy hell, it's the uncensored match build-up show for Liverpool versus Man City. Ah, oh, yeah, yeah. This is this is it. This is, this is it. There's no escaping it. Liverpool, Man City. I mean, not necessarily for all and everything, but it, it definitely feels that way. Uh, I'm Paul Mason, Sam Walker, uh, Steve Plunkett. Join me for this one, uh, Steve. I'm okay, but I did I did get this little thing of I've got this I've got this show. You know, it's it, 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 the subject matter is really exciting. We've done. So many football matches since January, you know, like where we went from the titles done and dusted, City have got it all wrapped up, Liverpool have to think about other things, focus on other areas, and then it started to turn the corner and you're like, this game all of a sudden became this sort of beacon, it's the, it's the lighthouse, it's the light at the end of the tunnel. All eyes have been pointed towards this game for so long and I can't quite wrap my head around the fact that we're here now. In January, we sat there and said, keep ticking along and see what happens. They opened the door and we took advantage. Um, I just said to Rossi upstairs, it's exciting yet shitifying, which is probably a good way to put it. <laughs> it really is. Um, it, it's it's going to be a tense weekend, isn't it? But, you know, what a position to put ourselves in. In current form and the way we're playing, um, I, I, I back us to go there and get something. I really do. Yeah, it, it is. It's, this is the thing, isn't it, Tom? It's all been quite nervy. It's all been quite like anxiety-inducing, stressful, blah blah blah. And this will be worse than all of that put put together. But to the point, kind of gotta find the excitement in it mm. because this is what it's all about. We had years in the wilderness. We had years of wanting games of football that mattered at this end of the season. And now under Jurgen Klopp, even last season, every game mattered at this time at the end of the season, and we were crap. You know, we had nothing to really play for, and it still all mattered. This is what it's all about. Liverpool, Man City, the two best teams probably in the world. Definitely. Um, going head-to-head, tete-a-tete, amazing stuff. Yeah, and do you, do you know what it is? It feels like there's only one team that can possibly stop Liverpool this season doing everything we want to do, right? And that's Manchester City. Mm-hmm. And we probably are going to... Well, we are going to have to play them twice, and there's a good, decent chance if we're going to win the Champions League we play them again that's what this is all about if this was just City without the FA Cup and out the Champions League or or do a 3-0 down to Atletico we'd be like 
just go and beat them, and then we don't have to think about them again. It's 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 the first of a trilogy. It's like a boxing trilogy, you know what I mean? This yeah. a Hans Hagler. This is number one. Yeah. <laughs> that wasn't a trilogy, was it? But you know, you're getting a like, and that's that's what it, that kind of thing. And it's just all this sort of nostalgia of previous games and the worries and last year's sort of four-one at home comes in. But the truth is, we should just be looking at this game thinking. We've got nothing to lose. Yeah. We were the team 14 points behind with two yes. games that we had to fill in somewhere. Yeah. No, absolutely. I, I think that's it. I, and I think it's it's telling in how Klopp's been talking about it that whether it's right or because look, the, the pressure probably is on Liverpool because this, we've, we've done so well to get us, ourselves back into the conversation. It would be a bad to, to, for it to fall apart, but equally, Man City was so far ahead. And, and, and look, games in hand. But nobody was talking about the games in hand that Man City had when they turned it round in eighteen nineteen, when we had a seven-point lead or whatever, yeah. a much narrower lead, and they had games in hand in that, and we had to play them at the Etihad. So, but I think Klopp will, will be talking to the squads. They like... It's just exciting. It's just great. You've you've earned, you've earned this opportunity for this game to matter. It, it's not. It, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it being all or nothing or whatever. Just go out there and play play your game. Whereas I, I hope and I think Pep Guardiola has got that side so tightly wound yeah, yeah, that we have to. We're going to beat the beat Liverpool win the title. Beat Liverpool win the title. Beat Liverpool win the title. That if it doesn't go their way, my hope is that another example where his head goes, the players on the pitch heads go, etc., etc. Exactly. And and why get yourself to a position where you run down thirteen points to get within a point of City and then decide not to show up? We're not going to do that. The, t- the players and the man and the coach, are really, coaching staff are really, really relaxed about this. We do the stressing, we do the sitting at home, chewing our fingernails to the bone and stuff like that. Yeah. They're pretty chilled. You know, come the end of the season, we've seen it before. You know, losing the Champions League final to Real Madrid, ninety-seven points doesn't win your league. What did they do? Turned up next year and give us ten percent more. They didn't worry about it in the mm. same way that the fans do. Yeah. In a strange way, Paul, we've got to a position where if we draw the game on at the weekend, it's not a disaster. Yes. If we win it, what we do is we take all the impetus, all the, all the momentum, and it becomes ours to lose. Mm-hmm. If we draw it, we're not. It's not necessarily in our hands. Yeah. But I don't think there's a, a clamour or a resolute opinion in the club that we have to win this game yeah. anymore. And 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 I think because I got in a bit of trouble on the podcast for trying to, for trying <laughs> to make that point less elegantly, but. I, I kind of agree uh, in, in so much as it's 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 a tough ask to imagine City will drop more points, but then we all thought that yeah. City never looked like they're going to drop exactly. points. Paul, until I, they do. I don't think we're out of it if we lose yeah. because our goal difference currently is better than theirs, and over the season we probably will and have well, we have and probably will score more goals than them if we want to. Mm-hmm. I don't think if we go four points behind them, it's over. Because I think Liverpool, the way we are, they've controlled games. And because we've got a bigger squad than them at the moment, we're, we're probably able to manage the fronts a bit better than they are. Like the Bruyne's played every game for them, won every game for them recently. He's in fine form. He can't play Sunday, Wednesday, Saturday, whatever it is. He, he just can't do that. He's never done that. And if he does, it'll be to their detriment. So I actually think, even if we do lose, and it's a great game, we put a good showing up. Four points with seven games to go. Jesus Christ, Manchester United lost eight points in a week. It's yeah. happened before. Yeah. But if we win this game, this is something I've thought about, which is kind of the flip side, we go two points ahead. Because of the goal difference, we could afford to draw and still win the league somewhere along the way. Right. That's not yeah. been spoken about. Right. So actually, it, the pressure is massively on City. I don't think there's pressure on us at all because I've not heard one person... Apart from maybe, maybe Crouch, maybe Carragher, who have got a bit of bias in them or a lot of bias in them, say 
that Liverpool are going to do it. Everyone's going City. It's City. It's City. Yeah. They're begging it so much to yeah. be City. They're the favourites. They are. They have to be. They're the favourites for like every competition. I think Klopp made this point, didn't he? Like, Liverpool are not the favourites to win any of the trophies that we're still in, which is hilarious when you think about it. In some regards, I think people still remember last season wrongly. Great. Because if it means it gives Liverpool a bit more freedom to operate, more's the, more's the better. And it would be a different kind of stress if Liverpool are all of a sudden on top. But I, 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 I agree definitely to this. Look, it's not over because again, while there's footy to be played, it's not over. Yeah. I would feel you wouldn't be Liverpool wouldn't be conceding it, but you you maybe enter a world where you probably put a little bit and add a couple of percent here and there towards the Champions League and towards the FA yeah. Cup if it's four if it's four points. But if it still remains a point. And you've got and you've drawn it to the point. The point of that is that there's been no net gains on any of those head-to-head clashes. Yeah. You've got to get your points elsewhere. And City have shown that they are more likely to drop random, you know, just random points in yeah. this run. Certainly, certainly in the back end of the season. So it's not outside the realms of possibility. But, but, I, so I'm sorry, but, just lastly on this, I've said this before, and it's worth pointing out again. The world where Gerrard's Aston Villa and Coutinho have a say in this title. <laughs> needs Liverpool to drop points or be in danger of dropping points somewhere between yeah. now and the end of the season. Yeah. You know, if you know, if because if we win this and we just win every game, it doesn't it, that game doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, li- likely then as well, Paul, what would probably happen is the way football goes, if we win this game, then beat United Everton. Probably City themselves you know, might be in a semi-final of a Champions League, and, and they probably slip somewhere because, they, like I said, they, so they, that's how football tends to work, doesn't it? The, once the once the momentum swings, it kind of carries on swinging. It happened in um, after that game we beat them when we won the league, and um, we won three one at Anfield, wasn't it? They dropped lots of points after that, not because they're not as good as us, but and they they should still have beaten those teams. But they knew Liverpool were like eleven points ahead of them in November. And it's, it's realistically yeah. a huge psychological yeah. war in this yeah. game, and that was that was the kind of point I was trying to make on the on the podcast earlier in the week. Is that I think both managers fear that a bit, and that's why I've got this feeling this is going to be a yeah, really stalemate game of football. But yeah. potentially it could be one of the greatest games of all time. It should be, but you find that in the Premier League where you go hype, 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 it very rarely lives up to mm. it. And I think you've seen. Pep Guardiola got battered too many times to allow that to happen anymore, yeah. and Jurgen Klopp's experienced it as well, and we've seen it in both teams that if you if you beat the other team more, you win you win the league basically beat your rival win the league, yeah. and that's definitely true definitely true this season. So it'd be interesting to see whether either managers got the the, the bottle to run the risk because I don't think I don't think if you go at the game. One team wins by he- heavily. Do I you think, think, yeah. You know, you know, because that tends to be what happens. what happens. If you're yeah. not, if you're not on it, and you're not resolute, and you're not like totally switched on to every, you know, and and you just go handbrake off. It's very we don't we don't win four three in these games, do we? Yeah, it well, the game sells be... eventually, doesn't it? So if it's if Liverpool go two up in this game, I was just saying, Steve, before the way we've been playing recently, I'll back us to just go boom and then just play counter attack and football. Like if City do the same, I can imagine. They would probably do the same, so I don't think that there's a, a, a possibility of it being four three because unless Liverpool constantly keep going ahead, I think then City would swing back. But that's the only way because both teams, if they got a lead, would just try and manage twenty minutes. Yeah. So I, th- I think you're right. I don't think this there's a possibility in this game that um, that, that that it just goes absolutely insane. I think you're right, Paul. I think the psychological thing is a, is a big thing, and the psychological thing has a bigger impact on City than it does on Liverpool because Klopp's really chilled. You said before about Pep Guardiola's wound City to this this point. This is 
and will be the biggest game in their modern history because mm-hmm. it, because it, it's massive if they win it for them. They can mm-hmm. kind of go and relax, and that makes them dangerous because they've got a bit of a buffer again with seven games to go, four points clear. Yeah, yeah. Alternatively, the, the, the house could fall down because they've got to a point where it's like, we can't lose this, we can't lose this. For anyone who watched All or Nothing when it was City, they're at Goodison Park on a Saturday or a Sunday, and he's saying, I'm scared of Liverpool on Wednesday. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That will be going on right now, yeah. and he will be sleepless nights, sitting in the corner, scratching his head and beating himself up because that's the way he is <laughs> yeah exactly that's massive for us yeah and that's what I mean is that it does their head it does they do their own both managers do their own heads and I think with this game a little bit and to the point about the 4-3 thing the only time we've had that, that game with these teams it ends up 4-3 but not it, it's yeah. not like Newcastle it's two very late goals exactly we, we, our legs we ran out of steam yeah, 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 big yeah, time yeah, at yeah. the end of that game and they grab a couple it looks closer it ends up looking closer than the actual thing was but that's what they're both scared of because they know Pep knows Liverpool can take that game away from them but Klopp knows equally Man City can just be out can be out of sight we've seen it too many times they haven't and done it a lot this season though have they no but which is interesting and we've done it quite a bit you know particularly in the first half but but it's there, isn't it? You know, yeah. you know, Man City's way. How Man City win football matches is exactly what they did to, to Burnley the other day. Is you get two goals in the first half an hour and the games and the yeah, game's done. Just, just, and if you want to then go and go and go and go, you can go and kill teams off. Um, and again, we see less of it, of course, because I think teams are getting wiser to it and they haven't quite got the attacking threats that they maybe have had, have had previously, of course. But massive, it's just it's just massive. And I, again, I hope. My hope is the most, the mentally weakest of the two managers is yeah. Guardiola because we've seen that happen, and you just want to see him. Your decision goes against them, and yeah, 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 no, that, that you know, I was talking about getting sent off in the quarterfinals of the Champions League. It doesn't happen every game, yeah. but I, I see it, and and this, this tends to be obviously it's better at Anfield, but I love when Kev De Bruyne's head goes. Because you know his head's gone because the shoulders go. Yeah. He goes really pink, doesn't he? <laughs> then he gets substituted after an hour, doesn't he? Yeah, that, yeah, that's, yeah. that's the dream. Do, do you know what I think as well, just slightly to, to digress a little bit, is what, what for us that's gone really well this week is, do you remember when we played Atletico away and after it we said, that that's the perfect prep for Man United away. It's it's the it's the perfect way of overcoming a massive atmosphere and storm. And then you're going into one of your own weird lion's dens. We've kind of done that this week again. Benfica's a horrible away. Sile obviously he was there say like how how big that atmosphere mm-hmm. is and how they create it. City's just not going to be as good as that. Different kind of pressure, but that'll have prepared us for a serious away game. Yeah, under pressure. Wonderful segue, by the way. If you want to check out the match day experience vlog uh, from Benfica and Saz experience there, that's streaming right now on redmenplus.com. If you head over there, you can check that out and a whole host of other bits and pieces. I'll be talking to Big Steve, uh, Man City fan, who I did the lab Bible thing with a couple of weeks ago uh, on the Oppo preview later on tonight as well. Um, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the flip to that is, with it being Atletico, was I... Man United were never going to stop us because we'd gone up against Atletico Madrid and we'd like you know like we we we'd sharpened our knives against the the, the defence of Atletico and all of a sudden everything else seemed easy and that's my my slight flip side concern to yeah. that is that having dragged themselves through the Atletico game they might find they might find it a little easier going against our defence by comparison but that's. Yeah. That might be a stretch because I'm not sure their defence is miles bet- really better than ours because I don't think they're quite the unit that they were in, in, in previous seasons. Um, there's no escaping. They really, you know, they're, a, they're a brilliant team, Man City. You know, and, and that's the scary thing is I've been looking for signs, hopes that this would be easy. You know, Chelsea have finally dropped off, so that's cool. But like 
unfortunately we were pa- we were past them before they really dropped yeah. off. We had to go through the stress of a League Cup final and all the way down to penalties before they really they decided to be crap, uh, which is annoying. Um, it would have been nice if City had decided to capitulate mm. at some point before this, but that's the thing that makes this really hard is that. I want someone to tell me it's going to be okay, but they are, it, it, it just might not be because they're, they're exceptional. They've got, they're perfectly capable of winning this and then going and beating for the rest of the season, winning the Champions League, winning the FA Cup, and then we're looking at a, an underwhelming season for Liverpool by our own high standards. Yeah, well, they are what they are because of us and we are what we are because of them in terms of inspiring and making you better and bigger and stronger at what you do. Um, and you said before, when, when one of the teams gets it right, they win well. We've both, both scored four goals several times against each other. Um, we, need, we just need to go there and bully them. And I, unfortunately, Paul, I can't tell you everything's going to be OK. It won't be me that gives you that assurances because margins are so, so small. These two sides are, in my lifetime, the best two teams I've seen in the, in the Premier League. And you can... Taking Man United that dominated the leagues, they wouldn't stand a chance against these teams. That's, I I think that too, and and I, because I mean, just look what they're doing. You can and the case inevitably gets thrown up like, oh, the 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 quality of the rest of the league, blah blah blah. But I I would say this because people people throw that out. Oh well, the quality of the league's worse. Look, Liverpool and Man City have gone levels beyond that. There's less points up for grabs. Generally speaking, you know, like you can you can't win the title on 81, 82 points anymore. <laughs> Liverpool and City are taking away ten points from other from each a piece yeah. from other parts of the league table, effectively. And you look at Everton. <laughs> anyway, move on. <laughs> um, no, um, but Everton are probably going to get relegated after that. You know, after that shit show at Burnley last night. But you look at the quality that they actually still have. They've got a lot of terrible quality. They've got the they've got England's goalie. You know they've got they've got England's net what you know in, in line. We don't know why he's still in goalie. but he's regardless of the fact. You know this is the point of this. I, I always I think I find it laughable because it's it's always done. I think as like a it can't be proven banterish. Yeah. Oh, it's not that Liverpool and City are better than what Man United and Arsenal were or what Man United and Chelsea were or whatever. It's the leagues where nonsense. Based on what though? Where's exactly. this myth come it's from? Nonsense, There's right. no previous to say. Oh yeah. Yeah, hang on. Went United in the Europa League final last year, and Chelsea City in the Champions League final. There's some of the some of the crap that's been within <laughs> them leagues. There was loads more, you know, loads. Well, we've loads got more. the European and World Club champions who are, who are miles off it in third place. They've never been World Club champions before. This is the second Champions League they've won in their history. Chelsea fans <laughs> six months ago were telling you they were going to win everything, including the boat race. You know, one of them. <laughs> Yeah, you've got Cristiano Ronaldo playing for like the eighth or seventh best team. I mean, come on, the league's so bad. Yeah, I know what that. Harry that, Kane that, and Son not exactly. even in the top four. So to your <sighs> point, I agree. Oh, no, that, that, that's exactly it. There's there's world class footballers in every almost every football club in in the in the Premier League, and if not lads, who you could quite easily you could take the best lads, all them would would get into most of the yeah. the, the, the the good top half teams and European teams. So, apart, yeah. apart from Everton. <laughs> Yeah, Dom McCavillan's going to have a good time playing for the good team next season. <laughs> yeah, um, possibly Richarlison. But the, um, so, yeah, I, I agree. I think this is, this is what it is. I, I think this City team, this Liverpool team, would would wipe the floor with the best other teams that the Premier League has seen. Era, yeah, era comparison's not good, but you know, no one can disprove me, so in your faces. Um, who are you, who do you like most? And who are you most scared of? And it might be the same player in their team. Um, most scared I was probably Phil Foden I don't like Phil Foden um, but just not my kind of guy um, Bernardo Silva another fantastic but what, what I think what, what for, 
what in terms of what I like about footballers is, I think like Cancelo, Foden, and and Bernardo are brilliant on the eye. And what they do well is, especially Foden and Bernardo, is go past players, which I think is a bit of a thing for us. I think we've got some big, strong midfielders who can be walked through sometimes. You know, that's our kind of weak point, isn't it? If there is one, um, so I really, I really enjoy watching them play. If if I've not got my Liverpool glasses on, which is once a year, maybe one day in three six five. Which it's is so hard because yeah. that's the problem is that because Liverpool have caught them up. Yeah, I used to quite like my. It's why I've had this theory for a while about how like people. Just don't Man City get away with murder because they're not Man United and they're not Liverpool and they're not Arsenal and they're not Chelsea, who everyone hates outside of their own fan bases. But because there was that period where they were quite fun, you know, and they, they were like they were just a nicer version of Chelsea when they coming up and getting the money and buying these really nice players that you kind of liked and you would, and you kind of admired and they played good footy, nice kits, they had a good the good you know the Oasis music connection and all that <laughs> kind of stuff from back in the day, and it's all been soured now because unfortunately they are they, they've ruined my enjoyment of, of football on a week to week basis because they've made the Premier League a knockout competition yeah. <laughs> because yeah, if basically. you don't win every game of football you can't win the league because of them um, I, 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 the Bernardo Silva one's interesting because he's clearly a bit of a bell he's a twat yeah but he, he that everyone talks about the Mo Salah performance at Anfield which was like almost like his crowning moment this season Bernardo Silva turned into like Messi in that game yeah, yeah, yeah. like he was completely unplayable and he was you know and I don't think he's he's quite kicked on this mm. season as he should have done but the point is that he's, he's the kind of player you can you, he can take a game from away from you just as well as Kevin De Bruyne. Can. Well, yeah, and, and you make the point that we, you can run past the big guys. You know, you can you can get the wrong side of Fabinho. Thankfully, he's got great powers of recovery. But the thing with City is they get in behind you and they create angles. It's a, it's a Johan Cruyff thing that Guardiola's brought to City in recent times. I think for me, um, the danger is if you allow Rodri to to step forward. And then the back four follow him, and then suddenly they're playing all of their football in your half. Yeah, which is when we get onto the team selection, we'll make the point about how we stop that. Yeah. Um, they've got threats all over the pitch. They really have. Um, Sterling is, is a, I think Sterling will start. Mm-hmm. I don't think Grealish yeah. starts. Interesting. Um, I think because he, because you go past people for, the, for the, what you've yeah. just said, and they will target the, the same area they target all the time, like every team does. So um, you know we have to be resolute, but. Yeah, they, they were fun to watch once, but it's more serious now, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. They genuinely are a, a force. Do you know who their top scorer is? Mares. Load, loads Mahrez. of penalties. 22 goals all comps, seven pens in that. What I thought was really interesting, I actually got their, their Premier League stats up, though. Their highest goal scorer in the Premier League is split with three-way between Stale and De Bruyne and Mares all on And 10. De Bruyne's only just sort of really sort of put... He's had a really good, good time, hasn't he? Games, yeah. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, it's a, like, that's just, just really interesting. That. And it speaks to what everyone always said was Man City's potential weakness. Look, I'm saying weakness. They're top of the Premier League. They're in the quarterfinals, you know, with one foot in the semi-finals, the Champions League. They're, they're in the semi-finals, the FA Cup. They could conceivably come home with the treble yeah. this season, like you know that that's. Uh, so their weakness is probably a little overstated, mm. but it is borne out, particularly in the Premier League, in the, in the, in their goal return, the spreading the goals out better than. Well, actually, their spreads very similar to Liverpool, but the the, the numbers being gotten by their fourth, you know, like the fourth, yeah. fifth, sixth, seventh choice. Is where they keep sort of keeping pace with us, but I just thought that was mad, you know, like and not unexpected because they don't have an Aguero and they didn't buy a Kane or whatever. But 
Sterling, 10, De Bruyne, 10, Mares, 10, and then Silver and Foden are on seven, Gundogan's on six, mm. Rodri's on three. Well, you that's know, it. It's that, it's that Bernardo and Gundogan sort of, they've got seven and six. I don't think we've got any. Have we got anybody? Maybe Bobby? Well, I, 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 I flip flirting with sort of six and seven. I'll wait. I'm just going to reload this page. I can get the Liverpool ones up. But I, for, for comparison, Liverpool's goal return. There we go. Uh, Mohamed Salah on twenty, Jota on fourteen, Sadio Mane on twelve, Fabinho five, Firmino yeah. five, Van Dijk three, Trent two, Jordan yeah, two, yeah. Naby two, Ox two, Diaz two. You know, there's, yeah, it's that little rung below the double figures where they've got a few more on a, on a, yeah, on a yeah. few more is making. The they've difference. had a few. They've had a, at least one seven nil this year, haven't they? I know we've we've won five nil twice, haven't we? I can think of maybe 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 more, but I think that that with 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 City, what what I always think you have to be careful of with the goals is they do batter at least two teams a year. So they've got Watford too. That that's that's a goal different swinger coming definitely. Like and, and I do and they've already beat Arsenal six 0 this year, I believe, as well. So I think you've got to be careful with it in that sometimes um you can get carried away with, with, with the goal scores. If Sterling's got a hat trick in a three, in a seven nil win against yeah. Norwich, I think there's context added to it. But I do mm. I do think it's 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 a, a positive and a potential negative for them in that they haven't got somebody you just go Get it to him. Well, the Aguero thing, he just scored against us every single time. You know, it was like, yeah. you know, even like, I remember that um, the Etihad game early doors on the clock where we, we battered them and we're three nil up, like, like nothing, and we're singing, show them the way to go. And, <laughs> and um, Aguero just whatever goal just scores, it? you know what I mean? It scores, a hell, it scores a hell of a goal in that. They haven't quite got that, but also they kind of have because Foden's got that weird ability to just crop up in the right yeah. place at the right time. De Bruyne has been doing it. I did, I did, I must admit, you know, as much as I'm fearful of this, there are there are notes of encouragement, I, I, you know, I think going into it. And I think, as mentioned, the fact that De Bruyne's dragging them through games is, is a good, it was a good thing. They'll be seeing that as a positive, but I'm not convinced that's the ultimate positive in that, you know, you want we've had this with Gerard. If your midfielder's the guy who's the one who's dragging you across the line, it's a useful trait to have. But it, you can't you can't do it's that. Not every sustainable, game. is exactly, it? Yeah. it yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly in that the Atletico results, we were all hoping, Steve, that they'd get a do Atletico shit house the way to a draw, which means they've got even harder work. But again, in how as the uh, as the Argentinian um, Sean Dice, you know, he he he, he loves. Staying within one goal, oh. you know, he'd be he'd be a great manager to save a team from relegation in the Premier League. <laughs> Diego on, Simeone on the flight home, going, we're still in the tie, guys. You a know one I mean? nil, a one nil thing is, is because I know it's the it's actually the flip. I mean, effectively they got the one nil, they got a one nil and, and and come to Anfield, and we were like, oh great, well one nil laughing, and they they managed to shit out the way yeah. through that and and on it too. But to the point. On paper, it doesn't look a great result, but I'm actually there's nothing overtly great about what's happened to City in the last week <coughs> that no. makes me think this is all in Liverpool's favour. But it is quietly okay, I think. But you could also make a case to say, unless we have a complete nightmare on the night, we've got a semi-final berth as yeah, taking. Yeah, they haven't. They've still got it all to do, and it's a horrible place to go. Yeah. So at some point during the game against Liverpool, his man's going to wander off there because it has to, because mm-hmm. that's human nature. 
Um, and he, we all know he's a worrier. So he'd be already thinking, I've got Liverpool, and then I've got Atletico Madrid, and then I've got Liverpool and sleepless nights and all, and all that and, stuff. And, you know? and it, it, it adds to an interesting conversation about the semi-final, which feels a million years away yeah. because there's so much to happen yeah. between now and then. Doesn't it? But you're right, is that they're definitely playing that. I, I think the way, and we'll talk about Liverpool's squad, but I think Liverpool's squad management has been beautiful go, going into all this. And you're right that he's got to make sure he's got enough firepower available to get through Atletico. Liverpool still have to do that, but Liverpool can... It's at Anfield with a two-goal advantage, and then once what's left of theirs, then got to get go down to go down to Wembley and try and get through a semi-final. Exactly. Um, Just again, in terms of note of encouragement, in the last ten games, Liverpool have won nine, drawn one, taken twenty-eight points. City have won seven, drawn two, lost one, taken twenty-three points. And we mentioned this this points tally thing. You know, Liverpool were never truly fifteen points behind City, but also going into the Brentford game in January. On the 16th, we were 15 points behind them going into that game because we played second on yeah. the on the weekend, and here we are now, a point behind. It's here. We've just got to go. And I, I've said this. I've said this all year. I, I I don't know if I've said this to you guys or wherever. If Liverpool don't win the league by a point or two this season, this is going to sound so salty. This it will be because of the chaos of December, because cool. of what happened to us, and also the fact that for some reason. City just kept getting decision after decision after decision. That just seemed frightening. So, like, conceivably, like, when you look at it in terms of fairness, I mean, there was a, a, a one of those amazing articles released the other day about the VAR table. If, and we have now overtaken them, which clearly shows that things have been going their way for whatever reason, because Cavana's a blatant mank. Let's just leave that there, though. But anyway, he is. I hate him. <laughs> and it stings. But anyway, yeah, but, but, but we haven't had that, where we literally, a result or free has, has been looked at and gone, We've had we've had moments like the Palace one, but we won. Whereas I think they've literally had games this season where the decision Everton. has ended. Everton, Arsenal, Wolves has literally twisted the results and given them points. So I think we maybe could be above them. We maybe are better than them, but but because of the way the seasons unfolded, yeah. we're in this position well, where for, we're not. For me, it was it was just uh, the run of bad luck we had with COVID in yep, December. That that's, well, what, yeah. that's what Leicester. Undid, yeah, exactly. That's what undid Liverpool. It was, but for me, it's Tottenham. You yeah. know, we, we go to Tottenham with Tyler Morton, it's our only fit, mid, mid, you know, sent defensive midfielder. You know, we have the spell where we've got no Van Dijk, we've got the spell where we've got no, I mean, we've got Queen uh, Keller in goal when we go to Chelsea. We've got no, yeah, that was the Van Dijk didn't play against yeah. Tottenham. Yeah. Tuning it up. Thiago either. Tuning it up against Chelsea, we had no game managers on the pitch at all. Yeah. No Jürgen yeah. no Klopp on the touchline in, in that game and they got, they were knocked out of the, the, the League Cup and in the space where the League Cup semis were being played, yeah. they had their COVID outbreak and got it boxed. And, yeah, and, and, and moved on, and that's like again, it sounds it's just it's it's just circumstantial. Yeah. It was a, it was a, a a lot of good fortune that went their way, and that's why it's so. If you were writing the story of this, Liverpool should go and beat them, and then go and storm the league. Yeah, because that, that's if you if you were writing it as a film, that's how it go because yeah. of what they've come through to to come up through this, and how last season went for them with all the injuries that stacked up, you know, against the odds. To drag yourself back in, and a simile for the Champions League mm-hmm. for Liverpool to manage to somehow get ourselves back into the Champions League. But the point is, is that it's not written, it's not yeah. a script. We've had it before. You know, we should have won the league in thirteen, fourteen because the, the you know it was on the back of the Hillsborough inquests and all that kind of stuff. It yeah. felt destined. 
But we've seen as Liverpool fans, the destiny things a bit of non- it's a bit of nonsense. Mm. It's romanticism on our part. What matters is having really good players and a really yeah. good manager yeah. and really focused and getting a bit of luck that goes your way and all that kind of stuff. Um, and we definitely need that for the weekend. But again, it, it all goes well. And also, as we said, I don't think it's the end of the world if it doesn't go perfectly for us, but we'll, we'll, we'll see. Uh, right, we're going to talk about Liverpool's squads. Uh, we're going to talk about who's likely to figure in this game for the Mighty Reds in a minute. Um, trivia question before we take a break. How many times has Mo Salah played for Liverpool against Manchester City and how many goals has he scored? Hey, I am so sorry to interrupt you. I'm really not, though, but I have a public service announcement and it's so incredible. I just had to stand here and talk to you and tell you all about it because you like Redmen TV. You love Liverpool Football Club. We've got a streaming service called Redmen Plus where we put loads of all of the best content on. Yes, get over to theredmentv.com. Get yourself signed up for Redmen Plus. We've got incredible documentaries and audio features over there and everything is available. There's a podcast in your ears. Get over there and do it now. Carry on enjoying the show, yeah? Um, right, I asked the question. Um, how many times has Mo Salah played for Liverpool against Manchester City and how many goals has he scored? Um, Mohamed Hamam saying seven goals. Jack's guessing 11. Uh, Nandan's guessing six goals. What do we reckon? How many I games? Think it's, how many I goals? Think it's probably, it's, I think it might be 12 games. Yeah, 12 so Sam games. thinks it's seven goals. Yeah. So we think it's 12 games, seven goals. Yeah, for, for scored in the 4 3 first season he joined us. At home, um, when we played them away, he didn't score. It was Bobby. Oh no! So we got battered away. Then we five 0 Then the next season, he scored. He didn't score at Anfield. He didn't. He didn't score away. It was Bobby. That was eighteen nineteen, wasn't it? Then he got one in the game. Uh, he got two, one in each of the legs of the Champions League. That's three. Then he scored in the three one at Anfield. I think that's four. Then he didn't score away because we got beat four 0 <laughs> Then, then he scored. He didn't score in the Charity Shield. Did he? it? Was I don't think he did anyway. No, it was Matip. And then um, he scored in the where am I? Uh, both games last year penalties. And I think he scored one this season. Wow, twelve games. Seven well goals. Done, Sam smashed it. Wow, everyone. If you're live in the comments right now, can we just put some clapping emojis into the because that is astounding. I don't remember any of I them. Give him sti- I, I give him stick for his contract, but I love Mo Salah. Yeah, he's, I love he's, him. He's class. He's absolutely unbelievable. Yeah, uh, fingers crossed that all gets boxed. But yeah, whatever. More uh, and important things on the immediate horizon. You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome, like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome, like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs no deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. 
Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. And look, I mentioned it before, Stay, I, I just think Klopp and his team have, have just managed the squad impeccably. You know, at a time of recording, no injury worries for Liverpool at all. They've, they've gotten to the point where everyone's everyone's had a little bit of a look. And there's a couple of lads who are on the fringes who you maybe think could do with the game, but they're not going to be in contention. Because your Oxlade-Chamberlains are not going to play in this game. No, your Minaminos or your Origis. We're in a position where Salah's had two sort of half an hour's off in the last couple of games. Yeah. And he's, he's been in the red zone. Mane's had a bit of a rest over the last two games as well. Jota's had a bit of a rest. Diaz had a rest then has had a, a, a good old run out as well. We've managed to get Bobby back up to, to fitness. There's the midfield, you know, Thiago's fit, Cater's fit, Henderson's fit, Fabinho's fit. You know, we, we've got a choice of centre-half if we really want to. If we had to break glass, you, I wouldn't, it wouldn't be the worst idea to have Gomez back in it, at full-back, etc., etc. Yeah, you know, Liverpool are just... I've got an idea of what I think we're going to do, but the point is, is none of us has really got a clue because he's got, I think, three or four options above and beyond the normal and we could, without dropping any level of quality in the 11. I think we've sat here before and said, we need to give Ox a game, we need, we need to give this guy a game, we need to, Elliot needs a game, um, Simicast will, 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 will be part of the first team squad, I think from now till the end of the season, we're going to see the same faces week in, week out, because yeah. it's the business end of the mm-hmm. season and you can't afford to gamble. You know, as, as uh, Hats off to Tacky for his cup exploits, um, we might not see him again this season because of where we are and what we need to do. And obviously with, with Big Div looking like he's going to sign for Milan, um, that might be the end of that chapter too. Mm-hmm. We've got five options up front that don't include those two. It would be <laughs> catastrophic to have injuries that meant to bring those guys back into the fold. But you're putting all your... But even if they're our worst-case scenario, Christ. Do you know yeah, what? Do you know, if we have to use, I don't think anyone in, in, in this conversation would have a, a problem if we had to use them. Mm-hmm. The, the reality is, we've, we've, certainly in my lifetime, we've never been in a position where we've got five forwards who the rest of world football would love to have. And yeah. you can pick a and one of them, permutation from any of those five that you like, and we're still really, really effective. So you know, it's like you said before about the scoring goals thing is 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 going to be our strong point between now and the end of the season. And I think, yeah, I think we're going to see the the, the same names week in week out. I think when we signed Fabinho, we signed Fabinho as a Man City killer, and you know we we got him up to speed and we saw him in eighteen nineteen. He comes into that game, yeah. and he changes the game, and it's just a little too late for us to, to, to get what we needed yeah. out of it and since then we've done everything in our power to get him into these football matches and I, I referenced it last week about how we played Lalana in the six away at Villa Park because Fabinho was a yellow away from missing the City game I think Thiago now falls into that category and I think Jürgen Klopp is desperate to get Thiago Fabinho, and Fabinho definitely and, and almost certainly then Henderson yeah. into this match 
and I don't know what the front three looks like, and we'll have that conversation yeah. to come. But I look back at the the eleven from Anfield at the start of the season. It was Allison, it was Milner at right back, Matip, Van Dyke, Robertson. Fabinho, uh, Hendo, Kurt Jones, Salah, Jota, Mane was the was the team. And the thing is, well, some of that was just Thiago wasn't available, Kate wasn't available, Kate wasn't, Bobby wasn't available, yeah. Trent wasn't available. So that that was the, the best team that we Gomez. Could I think Gomez out. was unavailable. Gomez, as well. Gomez comes ah, on. Does he? But uh, he, it was right right very early, wasn't it? And just to, to add to that as well, because the game of Milner should be sent off. Yeah, um, for the set for the for the second yellow, the, ball, yeah. the rugby yeah. tackle on the phone. Yeah, yeah it was just, it was he got away with there. it because Endo kicked him, didn't he? I think that's why he got away with it. Lucky. Anyway, um, the, um, the also to add to that, we were managing Virgil Van Dijk at that point. That's huge. That's the biggest one of all. Yeah. He was playing one game a week, and we were we were still seeing little jolts and little moments. He like the difference between our squad then and now. They came to Anfield with full hit. They played Jesus, Foden, Bernardo, De Bruyne, um, Grealish, Sterling. They all played a part. Diaz was at the back. No problems. They've had Walker in out the side for suspension recently. Haven't they? It's been a bit crazy, obviously, unfortunately, for Zinchenko. He's got things going on in his life as well. Like they, They've got it's, it's flipped opposite now. They've got a squad that they've had to really sort of manage, whereas we're now in a position where they haven't seen 2022 or 21 22 Trent Alexander Arnold yet. They haven't seen the guy pull inside to where De Bruyne always used to go and dominate more than De Bruyne is doing. I know he's like a striker now, anyway, isn't he? Yeah. But, but like, if you look at the creativity on the right hand side, isn't it that thing that came out from the league? Trent dominates every space bar one on the right hand side yeah. of the pitch. Yeah. Like, they haven't seen that yet. Yeah. And then we talk about Thiago. Yep. Yeah, exactly, and that, and that that's exactly. It. I just it, we're in a weird situation with that, and I, I, everyone loves to do like combined elevens and stuff. And I, honestly, it's a bit sort of passe at this point. Like, but you know, I, I there's Man City have got so much quality, and and there's on a par with what we've got. But I look at it, and I, and this is where I hope it plays into Liverpool's hands because they have got one guy I think who's the best player in the world in his position. And I don't really know what his position is, and that's Kevin De Bruyne. De Bruyne yeah, I agree. And what 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 is is he a is he attack an attacking mid? Is he a central midfielder? Is he a, is he a false nine? Is he a winger? Is he you know what I mean? He's just a brilliant footballer. It doesn't matter. He's, do what he he's wants, their system. He? God, isn't he's he? The best he, he midfielder. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's probably the best midfielder on the planet, uh, or creative midfielder on, yeah, the, on yeah. the planet. But and like, like, Jao Cancelo has, has been brilliant for them. I think I think Kyle Walker's a really good right back. Although we know we know what his limitations are, and he's just he's a bit of an idiot, <laughs> uh, and he lets himself down by just being a bit thick uh, yeah. as a as a footballer and a fella. We saw that in lockdown as much yeah. as anything else, to be yeah. honest. Um, she wants to cuddle me, mum. Yeah, we all did, Kyle. Everyone <laughs> yeah. wants to go and cuddle their mum in a Christ. hotel with ten other women. <laughs> so <is> Kyle. <laughs> she was there to fold your clothes. After. Yeah. Um, yeah um, but yeah, I, I, this is where I, I look at it and I just think, and I, I, it's interesting that the narrative's changed, hasn't it? Staying people saying Liverpool might have the better squad than Man City now, and they might, they, we might be right. Um, but Man City have had it for, I've had a better squad for longer, is the interesting point. But I look at that now and I do think, like, we've got a better right back. I think our centre backs are better. We've got a better goalkeeper. I think our left back's better. I think our DM is uh, I think it's, it, there's not much between Rodri and, uh, and Fabinho, but I think Fabinho uh, Fabinho's better. I think the midfield, the next part of the midfield, is always interesting because I think that's where the stylistic yeah, differences the comes between yeah, the two 100%. teams. Yeah. I wouldn't have. I don't think they've got a, a, anyone who quite does what Jordan Henderson does, and 
Thiago does what De Bruyne does, but 20 yards deeper. deeper. Yeah. A bit like Gundogan when he's in midfield. But, but he? I think he's probably better than Gundogan. He's probably better than Gundogan. Yeah, and then I look at the front three. I think Sterling's fantastic, and I know we're not meant to like Sterling, but just from a personal experience with him, I quite, I've always quite liked him. He, I think he's as good as anything we've got. Mares this season certainly is probably as good as anything else. We've got phones coming up on the rails, but he's still not done it. He doesn't get the goals and doesn't do it consistently enough. So I wouldn't. I'd have our. I'd have our front five options over their front five options. I'd have our def- all of our defence over their defence. I'd yeah. have our goalkeeper, etc., etc. The question is, you know. Who do we? Who who are these? Do we pick? Because we're in a position now where there's more lads than ever in in days gone by. You knew what the eleven would be yeah. with this, and I think we might come close if we were to all pick one, which we will do. But yeah. did Benfica change any thinking for you on on this game? Because I had my team nailed, and then we played Benfica, and I went ah, like Diaz. I I thought he had no chance of starting this game, and then I saw how well he played, and mm. I thought. Well, we'll get to that. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I, I think what we need to do with Benfica in the week, Ian said it yesterday on the show, you, you, we don't get the chance to rectify anything that goes wrong on Saturday. If it had gone bad in, in Benfica, we've got another game to change that. So it's about yeah. making sure you get it right. It's a really good point. Um, I think I know the eleven is going to be. I think, think if you, we all think about it, it'll be the, the tried and tested scenario. Mm-hmm. The difference between the squads at the moment is they've got more options in the final third in terms of deep line midfielders. Yeah. And I talked before about Johan Cruyff football and creating angles. We don't do that. They do. They get round the back of you and pull boxes back, in, balls back into the box, yeah. which become impossible to deal with. And we've seen that for years. Um, I wouldn't swap their squad for ours. Not, not a chance. Um, no, I wouldn't. I just wouldn't do it. Did any, any uh, to that point? Did you have a seam in your head? Because bef- uh, I've had mine for like a week. Yeah. And Benfica, was just, uh, give the mid- midfield as an example. I don't think there's any chance Jordan Henderson doesn't start this because we primed him for this game. But I equally did enjoy very much Fabinho, Thiago, and Cater mm-hmm. in terms of like a, a midfield that can do anything to you. Yeah, I, I think the thing is with Henderson is I think Henderson's the best at what he does out there. Like, there's so many different midfield roles now. We just talked about De Bruyne now. We don't even know where he plays. We know what Fab and Kante and Rodri do. Thiago's a, a very much a box-to-box midfielder. Uh, Henderson's this m- crazy sort of box-to-box. But he's brilliant. He creates. He defends. He's got everything. So, I, I, I don't think it's even an argument what our midfield is. I think if I would be massively surprised if it's anything other than Thiago, Fab and Hendo. I, I I agree with you that Diaz kind of made me think the space in behind, Trent's going to cause chaos. But I think what Klopp will want in this game is for every single player on that pitch to know where their colleagues are at any point in time. Yeah. And I think we need Bobby to cause Rodri's headaches and have a migraine till the week, the game after. Yeah. And I think he can do that. I don't think Jota can. So I think Jota isn't starting, in my opinion. I could be completely wrong. But I think the Diaz man, he shouts interesting. But my team before it would have probably been similar to Klopp's, hence why uh, why Mane came off. And I think it's just about him knowing what he's got. Robbo knows where to be with Mane. Mane defends really well. I agree. It's about the system. Our system has to work. Yeah. Absolutely, 110%. Set the traps in the right places, press the right places, win the ball back in the right areas, as good as Diaz is, and he's going to be special. You know, I think a couple of years' time, yeah. we're having Salah conversations about Diaz. That's mm-hmm. how good I think he is. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's about all the things happening chronologically in the right places so we get the ball back high because when we've played well against City and we've hurt them we've won the ball back in their half 
and, and Diaz is still learning how to do that. And yeah. there's a great option for him and Jota. Yes. Tremendous options to come off the bench if I, you need them. There's a, there's a nice little story brewing there, because I, I agree, I think we will go back to the tried and tested for this one, because they're all there and ready to go. And I think we saw a little bit of that in the Arsenal game, because Arsenal are a bit like Man City light, aren't they? And yeah. that, you know, in terms of what they do, and Arteta yeah. being the students of Guardiola. And that was the game where he, he reverted to his, his tried and tested the system's more important than maybe like a bit more pace or maybe a little bit more predatory instinct in front of goal that Diaz and Jota will bring in in, the, in these sort of games. And so, but there is something to like the Fabinho points from from eighteen nineteen that having those lads on the bench, you might be. We'll see if the old school team can do it. Yeah. And if they can't, you might start to see this is the emergence of the next. Yeah. What Liverpool's next team and the next the next generation of this fixture is because it's going to be sent, it's going to centre around Jotter and, and Diaz. But we're, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll have to just see. one more thing to add to that. Do you know what I think Diaz is to us this year, which is why I think we're in such a strong position, is to what is to Man City what Sané was, where he just wasn't quite in the system and it never worked out for him. He left and obviously his big injury and stuff. And I think he wants to go back to Germany, but. He was so good, so talented, but Pep could not trust him 100% because he was just so forward-thinking. And I think Diaz will be more than that for us, but I think it's almost comparative. He came on and won them that game that day. I think he came on. I think Diaz could, could almost have that role. Mm-hmm. Like, we, you don't really, you're not going to defend like Mane, so I'm not going to expect you to. You're going to go on and win us or, or, or pinch us a game or a point or something. He does defend, he does, he does trap back and he's aggressive. And but I really it's, like the, that about it's, it's up here though, isn't it? But it's one. about looking at a, a, a board in, in the training yeah. ground and saying, when the ball is there, that's where you are. And when that ball moves, you go from there to there. And that takes time to, to yeah. get to that position. Absolutely. And that's, that, that suits ragged, tired football more than... When everything's got to be a tactical chess game, you know you've got your you've got twenty thirty minutes there where you've got your game plan and you and, and you react and you need everyone to be absolutely on it. When the game gets wild, having wild cards to throw into that game as a could be the thing that really benefits us because there could be a point as well. I'm Diaz to Jota. Jota could be our Aguero in this game potentially because he's got that. He's not quite the same all round fit, but he, he just. Bags, you just stick the ball in the back of the net. Yeah. Uh, right, we'll have a, we'll we'll come up with our uh, definitive 11s in a minute. I'm going to have a little look at the uh, the other Premier League fixtures as well, uh, and any comments, super chats, or whatever you guys have got in, or if the club legends in the Discord want to grab some stuff, uh, time with us, then do that now. And uh, yeah, we return, but we've got a brand new series streaming in video and podcast form on Redmen Plus. Uh, we recorded this week the LFC draft payjack. Versus Hoare, head to head, brutal. We're about to show you the clip, play clip for you. It doesn't come close to communicating how this horrendously broke down uh, into a very, very, very testy sort of conflict. Uh, but yeah, here's a look uh, and listen to the LFC draft. Number nine, three more picks left to go. This is going to surprise everybody. I feel okay because he wasn't very good. <laughs> That is a surprising draft uh, draft pick, yeah. But as I see it, and I think I'm allowed to talk about the two centre-halves now, am I, that I've got on my board still. Do you want? I can still pick them if I want to. I've got Pellegrino. Shite. Who is Pellegrino. fucking shite. Couldn't run. Or Ozan Kabach as my two centre-halves. So Isn't I'm he taking, Turkish? Yes, look at the countries. Ozan Kabach. Surely Turkey's in Europe. That You're going to have to uh, adjudicate on this. Turkey's in Europe. 
It's half and half, though, isn't it? It's on the Istanbul divide. Well, is Turkey... Do you literally play the Euros? Is Turkey, and the first also answer is in Europe in terms of what they think the question's going to be. And the answer is... Oh, hang on a second. Worldatlas.com says, Turkey has territory in both Europe and Asia, though the vast majority of the territory is considered part of Asia. Uh, they play in European qualifiers, don't they? Listen, I sent you yesterday. I gave you time to check. You know what? Fuck it. Have Kabak. He's fucking shit. You can have him. And I'm going to take Ozan Kabak as my turn. Steve's happy for him to have Ozan Kabak. People are, you are going to get fucking. When we put this out on Twitter, it's going to go mental. The people. You are bringing the wrath of Turkey onto us, my God. All I'd say is that... Go and have a look at the 44 countries that are all... Order.com says Turkey is by all accounts a European country. It's not a member of the EU, but neither is Switzerland. Okay, Turkey's last football match. Can we check the one that I sent over, please, that I gave you 24 hours notice of? Can I just let you know? That I played my card. Any any problems, you've got to say now, this is what I'm using. Can I make make a rebuttal? Turkey's Euro, Euro qualifiers... UEFA, Turkish teams play in the... I sent you the link, lads. Where do Turkish teams play? I sent you the link. Europa League, Champions League. (laughs) Yeah, if you didn't think that was going to degenerate into just just nitpicking, I said, who's... And before the show started, as the show started, I said, who's going to have the first contentious pick? And it was always going to be Chris. And Chris <laughs> basically sent through a link in the week with, a, he said, this is the countries I'm working from. And we went, yeah, whatever, it's fine. And, but basically what we didn't do, he was doing that so that he could say, oh, it says the turkeys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or whatever. Or, yeah, so, um, yeah. <laughs> anyway, that's how Chris and that's how that's how hard Chris worked to get Ozan Kabak into his uh, West of the World eleven. Uh, is all is all I'm saying. Uh, Steve no. didn't like that, did he? Yeah, no way. It was, old, it was a good old it was a good old battle, but honestly, really fun show. And again, if you like if you like podcast content uh, that isn't totally centered around each and every game, then we've got you covered with that on Redman Plus, and you can get it all in your native podcasting app as well. Uh, if you like it in video form, then more stuff like this. Then of course, yeah, you can watch it on your on your telly, on your laptop, on your phone, all that good stuff. Right. Um, is it as simple as saying that Liverpool's eleven is going to be Allison, yep. Robbo, Virgil, Matip, Trent, Fabinho, Thiago Henderson, Mane, Firmino, Salah? Yes. Yes. Wow. Is that a first for this this this, show? this might be the first time we've ever had total unilateral agreement on a Liverpool starting eleven. I was totally and utterly convinced of that fact until Benfica and I did just have a little thing of I wonder if Diaz might because I think if we you know like they expect the unexpected of like I think if I'm expecting it to be that 11 do does Klopp throw one curveball in there and it's Diaz is there any other but just just for talk and sake are there any other potential curveballs in there we are really strong really resolute really organised with that um, Thiago aside and Thiago will have to do a bit more defensively against City than he's used to because of Bernardo Silva's threat mm-hmm. down that side do you say let's fight fire with fire and does Cater fit into that midfield somewhere because he's a guy that, that picks up the ball in, in the pocket in front of Rodri and we'll, we'll try and ask questions the trade off for that as we saw against Real Madrid if that goes wrong can go really yeah. wrong so I don't think you do it mm-hmm. I think 
you're almost going to end up with a double pivot where Henderson steps slightly inside and Fabinho goes to the left slightly to allow Thiago more time on the ball to control the game. I think that's potentially where... I think that could change both ways as well. I think you could end in a situation where you have Thiago and Fabinho and Henderson push it up. So I think that could even I think Henderson's like going to re- really have his work cut out filling in for Trent because they will target us down that side. They always yeah, do. Everybody right. always does. There's this misnomer out there in media that, that, that Trent can't defend. I'm not going to get into that today because that's shit and it's a crap conversation, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. But but ultimately, that teams will try that. Mm-hmm. So it's big on Matip and it's big on Henderson and it's big on Fabinho if... if Trent gets advanced of Henderson, and absolutely he should in the well, form he's in. The, the, th- the interesting thing about Thiago is what they will do is what we're looking to do. We're looking to upset Rodri, they'll look to upset Fabinho, mm-hmm. and Thiago is, is our solution to that because look at what happened in Benfica. Thiago, uh, Thiago takes the ball off the centre yeah. halves. Fabinho doesn't do that. Fabinho in every other game of football does that because he's our deepest line midfielder. Thiago becomes our deeper line midfielder when we've got the ball at the back. Mm. But when we're up front, he's, he was left mid. He was he was in the ten. He, he gets to go everywhere, and the hope is that Thiago's present and just sitting a little deeper just gives us that base to get out. So it is a bit more. Four two three one e, and that was why the the, the Cater thing I thought was really interesting because he makes it four two four yeah. at times because he wants to get in the box, and it's whether Jordan can do that and whether he whether we want him to do that or whether he, he chooses to. If the game state suits it, can he decide? I'm actually going to go and be an extra man mm. in the box because, like, let's be honest, the headers the Cater misses. Yeah. Jordan Henderson, you know, he's taller. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? You think he might have a better chance for that? Do, do you know what? With, with this game, I don't know if we could stay for hours, couldn't we? I think, I think, I think well, <laughs> first of all, the only other argument I was going to add into to what Steve said was, was, was Mane up front has scored goals. And, yes. and, and if he wants to play Mane and he wants to make a sacrifice, it could well be just Diaz for Bobby and shift everybody, shift him inside because Mane can fill that space. Not quite as good as Bobby, but he can. And he's also a goal threat and he's rapid. But thinking about this game, I look at City's team and Pep is able to change his tactics and it works really well for him at times. But when City makes subs for me, those subs don't change the way they play. Mm -hmm. What they do is they just freshen it up and bring in different talented players. I think what we saw in when we won the league that year is twice it happened. We did it against City in the Community Shield and we did it against Man United where Klopp made three changes and it the, although we play the same system, Cater's such a different player to Henderson and, yeah. and, and Diaz or, or Bobby's such a different player. To, I think we can almost change completely how we look yeah. with three subs. Where I actually don't see City don't really do that. It's just more of the same, but he's left footed and he's right footed. Does that yeah. make sense? Well this is this is this is Guardiola ball. He, he, he never wanted Aguero. Never, Never wanted Aguero yeah. because he he, he, want, he wanted Gabriel Jesus, but unfortunately by the time he's come to it, Jesus isn't quite what he wanted wanted either. And of course he's hit upon Foden in that time. He wants that. He wants that ultra fluid. Your five of an attack, which is your two attacking midfielders and your three yeah. three forwards, can all do all of the same sort of stuff. You know, De Bruyne is perfectly capable of cropping up on either wing and yeah. doing and doing your damage from wherever he, wherever he wants to be. Um, and Liverpool, I've got. Well, I think Liverpool kind of want that too. But you're right. In that, and whether this is by accident or by design, we have got a couple. We just got different shaped pieces to do change our style. And this goes to me, my point. I think that will be the starting eleven. I think will be yeah. as close to the old school Liverpool eleven as possible. But there's four lads who are, who are. I think there's two nailed on subs, and I think that's Diaz and Jota. Yeah. And I think depending on. Again, game state, what how the game is going, what time this how what Pep does and when he yeah, does it. Yeah. 
I think there's, there's, I think we'll definitely see both of them come on, whether it's half an hour to go, twenty minutes, to unless we're three or ten. But even even then, I think we will because think, I think we'll just carry, because you'll just carry on rotating the squads. You know that, that's yeah, what he'll yeah, do if enough, we're winning. Yeah. And then the third sub will either be Naby Keita or James Milner, and that will be: <laughs> Are we looking to win the game, or are we looking to yeah. see the game out? And that's the, that's why I think there's a pool of what's that make for fifteen players that we're going to actually use on the yeah. on for this game. Watch Harvey Elliott start this game of football. Imagine that upsets all this, you know. But um, but because he's the that he, would do Pep's head. But he's <sighs> the he's the Foden thing, you know what I mean? Like he's that you hit upon someone who can do it all and blah blah blah. But I just not for him, not yet. No. Um, and it more to add in terms of subs or no, just 11. just just pure, the point you made before about um, the Diaz thing. I think uh, shifting Mane inside and putting yeah. Diaz on the left. I think the point you made earlier, and we've all said it a thousand times, it's it's Bobby's ability to ask Rodri and Jorginho if they like playing against Bobby, and you get the same answer yeah. from both of them, because it naturally occupies a space they want to play in, and it does so much damage to the patterns of play they want to use. So, for me, for me, it's it's tried and tested. It, it's a system-based team rather than a an exciting team. You know, you run Kyle Walker ragged for an hour and then you put Diaz and Jota on and he's like, oh my God, as, yeah. as if things weren't bad enough. This guy's quicker and he's more direct. A faster player and a more predatory box player with 15 minutes to go could be the decisive thing in this game, I think, on that. when when you just, yeah, when they're just starting to get a little bit tired. I'd be interested to see what City do. Diaz, Ruben Diaz is likely to be able to gain for yeah, this. Yeah, he's not going to You know, if, at best, they're talking, Andrew okay. Room's talking okay. about him. Okay. Well, I think Ake's decent, but we, we've got, we've had, yeah, I mean... Stones has just come back, hasn't he? Joe, just come back. Yeah, so it's, again, it not being Ruben Diaz is good. They've obviously still got Laporte, who's, who's brilliant, isn't he? Yeah. You know, so... But again, if the I'm just hoping fatigue goes in our favour first, we'll, we'll we'll have to see on that. Let's have a little look then at the other Premier League fixtures for what it's worth because obviously there's only one, <laughs> there's only one game in the league this weekend that it does City, but um, Newcastle Wolves, Everton, Man United, have got to oh. talk about it. Um, I genuinely I've been saying for two weeks, maybe more three, that if Everton lost that Burnley game, I think they would the doomed. Not, it's not done. It's not confirmed. But I think it becomes a it's it's it becomes prophesized. I will know whether I'm right. I think at twelve thirty, twelve thirty five at the weekend. And by this, it's not a total slice. A slice on how crap Everton are. You'll know by the atmosphere. And if Everton fans have gone, no, we're not having this in a positive way, and they've got this this. The, directed aggression and that Manchester United are standing between us and safety this week so we're going to go and fucking hell everything we've got at Manchester United on the pitch then I think they've they've got a chance of surviving I don't think they've got that in them and my fear is they're angry they've got the right level of anger but they're just angry with Everton yeah they're not angry because they think it's Everton's fault they're getting relegated instead of looking at it as these teams have got our points. Yeah. These teams are going to relegate us. I think they think Everton are going to relegate them and, and they'll turn that anger on. It's interesting what themselves. Sean Dyche said at half-time. I don't know if you've seen. He told his players, this Everton team don't know how to win a football match. Away from home. So, um, yeah. so go, out, go out there and, and, and do what you do. And they did, didn't they? Um, yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, 
very un- unhappy, ha- unhappy with life at the moment. The Everton fans aren't they? And I watched the home game they won a couple of weeks ago, or I saw the last sort of hour of it. There was, wasn't a particularly nice atmosphere in there until they got their tails up and then they got behind the team. Um, they're in an all, almighty mess, aren't they? And they've been a habitual rollover for Man United to stop Liverpool getting anything in years gone by. Um, it would be different to be anything else this, this weekend. Yeah, yeah. I mean, United are obviously not. They're in a bit of a mess. They might have a little bit of this the, the new manager bounce again. <laughs> Ten Hag's fully, fully agreed at this point, but you know, not that he's going to be there. But it's um, it, it, United went to Leeds a couple of weeks, a few weeks ago, yeah. and it was an absolute bear pit of an atmosphere. And Leeds through the kitchen sink at them, and then United just won. Yeah, and I don't think Everton have even got that. And that's my worry there. I think they'll. I think United will just score, and it will absolutely flatten Goodison Park. That's it. I, I, at the end of the day, what United are poor, but they're poor because they're not a cohesive unit and all. Blah, blah, blah. We know all the narratives that come with it. Um, but I think what they have got is Cristiano Ronaldo and Bruno Fernandez, who in games where they're superior to their opponents, they just do what they need to do. And I think, yeah, I, I would. Be, you'd be a bit of a fool to pick Everton this week. Listen, they could prove us all wrong, but but I think I think United. This also. Arsenal getting beat gives them a little bit more hope. Oh, well, actually, it's not over yet with this top four race. So I think they've got something to play for as well. Had had Arsenal won last week, it might be a bit of a beach sort of, oh, what are we doing here? But I think United will turn them over. And I think looking at the other fixtures, which you can just put, sure you can lead on to, I think Everton will end up in the bottom three. They could even end up second bottom. Yeah. The United's strengths in the final third are Everton's weaknesses in their, in their yeah. defensive third. So you could actually see. United capitalising on that. Yeah. Um, a few comments from our Club Legend Discord chat. If you sign up as Club Legend here over on Redmen Plus, you get access to the Discord. Uh, Liam Bento uh, says, uh, Mates with City facing two rather intense fixtures, including an away game in the Wanda in a short turnaround time. Maybe it's likely that City will forego pursuing the FA Cup and play fewer of their top players against us, giving them a better chance of making the Cup final. Um I don't think that's the case. I think the only way that happens is if they, they again, the sports science guys just say you can't play him, him and him because they've had to burn them out yeah. over two games. I, I, it's just Klopp, Guardiola, and Guardiola loves trophies. So the hope is that I, if Liverpool are going to have an advantage in the eleven, it's going to be because we've got a fret, we've got a fresher team, hopefully. Um, but it's an interesting point, nevertheless. But to our point earlier mm. on. City have got to go hard for this game. They've got to go hard against Atletico and they'll work out who's available for the FA yeah, Cup. Definitely. Whereas Liverpool, if we if we hadn't won so well in Benfica, we'd be in a similar boat. Whereas realistically, we can plan for two games because we know that we don't have to go kitchen sink at Benfica next week. Hopefully that plays into our hands. Um, APS said as well suppose being the underdog suits us fine especially when it's not true there's a great (laughs) that's a fantastic that is Liverpool love being underdogs under Jürgen Klopp we love the chase we love being the one who's hunting you down Um, but we're doing that from the position of we're probably the best team in the world Um, and no one and no one's on to that fact they're more than happy to let you think that they agree with you as well they don't think that yeah oh yeah yeah, definitely yeah yeah, 100% on that yeah absolutely brilliant right um we have score predictions, but just a reminder, if you want to check out Jürgen Klopp's pre-match press conference, that will be available on our YouTube channel on Friday uh, and on podcasting service as well. Uh, if you listen to this as a podcast, then please do leave a five-star review. If you're on YouTube, uh, drop a like uh, and share it with your mates as well, or leave a comment on anything we've discussed, uh, including this. Give us your score prediction, Steve. I think, it's, I think it's going to be a draw. and I think both teams score, I think it'll be 2-2. Ooh, interesting. I'm going 2-0. 
I actually think our defence has been ridiculous, and I think uh, I don't see. I don't see a change in much. I think the way they play high up, I think we'll get chances. I think we'll win the game 2-0 and it'll really, really piss them off. I am really not sure on this one. I have my feeling all along has been that for a while has been that I think this will be a draw because I think be, because of the Gerard Villa narrative and I think we'll go into the last game of the season and instead of it being that Brighton moment where we had five minutes as champions where you know where they went one up or whatever, I think Gerard gives us our Blackburn, Kenny Dalglish style situation, because <laughs> um, it's good. Look, I just don't no see pressure, it, no yeah, pressure, then, no pressure. No, it's going to be ridiculous. It's going to be the absolute worst. What, what score do you reckon then? I, no, I, I, I think it'll be one all or two one to Liverpool. Yeah. I think I don't, no nil nil shouts then between no, the I, I think it'll be close. I think it'll be. I think it'll be a really tight, cagey game of football. And what I, what I said on the podcast is that last ten minutes is going to define the game, I think. Unless, unless someone's taken it away by then, which we know both teams are capable of. And in that last 10 minutes, and it's what does Ye- what does Pep do and what does Jürgen do? Because mm. I think a, a, a draw f- on paper, and in reality is probably a better result for City because it keeps it in their hands. Mm. So does Pep go, all right, sound. I'll, and does Klopp, equally does Klopp go, actually... I'll just play. I'll see. I'll play this out. Or does he take a big swing and really, really go for it? You know, change of formation, go four two three one, get four four lads up top, and really go and say, no, I, I want us to win this game. It could be Diaz Jota who decide this game. Is basically, basically what, yeah. I'm, what I'm saying. In this one. And maybe that'll be or Tacky. Tacky. <laughs> or Divock. One big Divock yeah, moment. Imagine. Right. Imagine. Sound. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> predictions for scores. Predictions for 11s in the comments. Uh, Starting 11 prediction. The show is coming up later on today with Steve. Uh, so make sure you tune in for that one as well. And yeah, do go check out Redmen Plus. Uh, we've got you covered. The running's going to be absolutely immense. So we've got more Redmen shows. Uh, it's basically like our Patreon. So if you're familiar with the concept of Patreon and you want to get extra content, and get closer to us then come to redmenplus.com it's uh, a streaming service dedicated to Liverpool fans and also our Patreon at the same time so yeah you get loads of extra content including the debate show uh, we've got a documentary coming up uh, in a couple of weeks time uh, looking at the goalkeeper well, uh, goal, uh, documentary slash interviews around the goalkeeper wall at the AXA with John Achterberg and um John Culture, who did the, the art for it as well. Uh, and we've also got a sessions with the Ragamuffins doing Liverpool songs as well. Their new album's out now, uh, and we've got them in the studio, so that's loads of boss stuff for you guys. Head to redmanplus.com, sign up. Uh, gents, thank you. I'm ridiculously excited for this, and it takes <laughs> away. Uh, I'm going to be an absolute wreck. Uh, join <laughs> us for the watch log at the weekend. Me and Payjack, cannot wait. See you there. Ta-ra. <laughs>